Here we go. Folks, this is your host Cameron Ivy of Privacy Please, and thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Oh man, we are live. Privacy Please, Gabe, how you doing, man? It is. It's Tuesday. Okay, so I'm good. I'm good. It's okay. It's okay. It's not. It's not Friday Eve. It's not. It's not Friday. Yeah, but do we really live for the weekend? Why don't we try to change things and start living for Mondays? You know what I mean? Have you, Let's have live you for Monday. Let's flip the script. Flip the. Have me. I seen them? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you, but I think the answer is we need to have a zero day work week in order for me to not live for the weekend. Hmm. Zero day work week. What does that mean? Zero day. I don't. I honestly have no idea what it means because I don't know what I do. With, <laughs> I really don't know what I do with myself. Yeah, no, I, I'm, it's, it's a fallacy, really. I have no idea what I do with myself. So there is that. But um, but this is another unplugged episode. It's been well received by the listeners. So we figured we'd um, we do another one. Plus we have we have a topic that I think is worthy of an unplugged conversation before we bring it to the table to everyone else. So what are we talking about today? So we're going to talk about uh, GDPR, and this could be about to get a lot easier to understand with a new certification scheme. Interesting. So it's talking about what third-party validations, um, a higher sense of trust. What uh, what kind of? I guess let's just get a high level from you on what you kind of took out of this article. Yeah. So this is from uh, just to give credit. It's from uh, Euronews.next. Right, right. I've read the article. Um, we'll post the link to that article in, in uh, the show notes here, too. Uh, but what it summarizes is is a, what is being touted as a significant advancement in, in being able to adhere to GDPR. So we've talked a ton about GDPR on, on, on this uh, podcast. If, if that acronym escapes you, um, I apologize. I, I try to not use acronyms, but I feel as though it's been with us so long that if you're tuning into this even for the first time, maybe you know, but maybe you're new to privacy. Maybe you're completely new, right? So um, it is the general data protection. What is it? GDP. General data protection regulation. That's right. That's right. I use the acronym so much. I'm just trying to remember what it actually says. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's um, fair. General Dr. Right. Prior Richard. Right. Yeah. It is ostensibly the body of, of, uh, regulation that that oversees data privacy across much of Europe. The thing is, Europe is exactly that. It is a collection of countries that each themselves have their own data protection standards. GDPR attempts to unify much of that, and, and it, it gives an overarching umbrella um, right. structure to all that. And then each of the countries themselves have some, some very specific things of their own. The challenge, of course, is how do you know if you are, quote, GDPR compliant? Even better, every single person that told you, if you buy this, you will be GDR, GDPR compliant. Like we've, we've all said, like, that's not really a thing. Like we've, we've said that numerous times, but 
But what this article really starts synthesizing is that prior to this moment today, there was no checklist of here's what an auditor can walk in with and evaluate you for said compliance, right? Like, so some third party can validate that you are indeed GDPR compliant, which is really just saying you, we validate that you did what you said you, you're going to do. A good way to think of this is like a SOC 2 audit, right? SOC 2 auditors have been around for quite some time. Um, it's a it's a relatively straightforward process. So much so now that there's an entire boutique industry of technology around performing that process. Um, in fact, we had one of the guys on the show uh, that that uh, that make exactly those kinds of solutions, right? Um, right. Our friends over at Just Protect. Uh, if anyone wants to rewind to that episode. Um, well, I mean, so what you're trying to say is that. GDPR is kind of complicated in terms of, I mean, the times that it became really big is when there were heavy fines put on like big names like Google and Amazon. Yeah. Obviously they didn't even realize it. And that's, that's part of the reason why it's become even more relevant and, and, and things are, I mean, who's actually working on getting these a little bit more, because if there's no checklist, how does anybody ever know if they have something set up right? Right. Right, right, right. So it is. It is the the, the commission itself that is uh, that basically looked over this and said, "Ah, oh, okay, this is um, this 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 these references to the certification, or the certification makes these references to GDPR." And so this certification scheme um, by Euro Privacy, which is a research yep. organization um, out of Switzerland. So there, th- this certification scheme that they put forth has basically so far by the European Economic you know, Area Member States, they, they've kind of looked it over and it's like, okay, we, we believe that this is a step in the right direction. So I want to be clear, we're not there yet. This is just the, the next step in that evolution of, right, how do we certify that we are indeed GDPR compliant. This is going to spin up a whole new dust of, okay, so there were a number of folks that ran out early and did a bunch of things like, you know, buy cookie technologies and all kinds of shenanigans that really don't help make you GDPR compliant. It really just made made us users of the interwebs really very annoyed, right? Um, and then you had people that said, well, you know what? We were unprepared to do all those things, and, and and we we learned our lesson from those people that ran too fast, right? You know, the uh, second mover advantage, if you would. And so they're like, well, we're just going to wait to see what actually comes of this all. In the meantime, we're just going to adhere to what it looks like best practices. So for those second movers, if you would, they really have an opportunity now to do the right thing as it relates to a certification, right? Like they can pursue that. To the first mm-hmm. movers, I think they, they equally have probably even a better advantage than the second movers in so much that they they adopted a lot of policies and procedures that will already may, mean that a lot of them are certified and ready to go. Um, it yeah. may mean that some of the superfluous technologies they bought, like, you know, whatever that cookie thing is that they pop in the bottom of their site, may, maybe that thing becomes a bit superfluous. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But either way, hopefully it's a low-level investment Um that uh, that still is able to be leveraged for for you know staying staying within the guidelines of GDPR, but that's that's where we're at. Now, I, I had a little bit of confusion when I was reading third party party validation, and I wanted to see what your take was on it. It was saying that there were over seventy references to the certification because it's a way to ensure the data is really processed according to the GPR. Does that mean that there's seventy? This was 70, the challenge. Yeah. The GDPR legislation itself 
made 70 references to a certification that had not yet existed. The references were to ways that that certification would come about. And so that was the roadmap that many were using for the, hey, look, mm-hmm. this is what we're being told will be in the certification. We should prepare for that. Hence the reason why many of those first movers will find that they will be ready to just check the box on certification. Many of those second movers that kind of just still drag their feet are going to realize that those 70 references, those references look like they're holding up and now it's time to start acting on them. But that was a lot of the confusion was there was no certification body. There was no certification process. Mm-hmm. There was a checklist, but there were these references to certification. That's interesting. That's good. I mean, I can see why there's a lot of confusion. Um, now, going on to the higher sense of trust with Euro privacy, they're saying they believe the, the new system can encourage companies to be more proactive in getting independent third-party validation. So do they have to use – so Euro, Euro privacy is the third-party validation company, no? Or are there other ones? In, in, in this context and in this article, yes. Okay. Um, whether or not they will be the only ones or, or whether it will be others is anyone's guess. We can probably guess there will be more. Think about the boutique industries so. that have spun up around SOC 2, and we can almost guarantee that many of the organizations that, that are in that business are, are going to um, – they'll adopt these things as organizations need to, to adhere to them. So I, I heard you say you were confused by, by, by something there too, or, but I'll tell you – I'll give you my response to it in general, which is I worry. I worry greatly. I know what it means when companies are PCI compliant and still find themselves on the business end of, of uh, a data breach that exposes credit card data. I know what it means for a company to be SOC 2 compliant and still find themselves um, uh, you know, coming up short and, and, and getting breached. That doesn't mean that being compliant is secure. And the, and, and the same is true here. Being compliant with GBIT doesn't necessarily mean that my data is going to be more private. It will simply mean that they took all of those controls. Why do I say that? There may still be other activities within the business that fall well within my processing rights, their processing rights, that frankly violate my sense of trust, if not explicitly my right to privacy. There, those two mm. things are, are are it's really hard to separate them, right? Like the, 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 yeah. the challenge with that law is that the law does unintentionally in some ways separate those things. Um, I fought the law on the law one. <laughs> but yeah, I, I worry that it, it, that you will now just have organizations go, well, see, I'm GDPR compliant. Don't worry about it. It's like, well, right. It's going to be that the first easy. Pass. And I mean this wholeheartedly and, 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 every, and whoever wants to beat me up for it, go ahead and go ahead and at me. I challenge it. But the second Facebook gets GDPR co- uh, a compliant uh, certification, that is how I will know it's bullshit. Yeah. So, and also just notably, there's two things here that I noticed also from this article. So Ireland finds Instagram 405 million over protection of children's data. Great. And WhatsApp rewrites its Europe uh, privacy policy after a record of 225 million GDPR fine. Fascinating. That's huge. 225 million. Both Facebook companies last I checked. Yep. Both Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't Funny say this continuously be up on them as an organization. So for those of you that work there, know that you are good people. Know, know, know that you get up every day and you do your job with the best of intent. But they have the, a spotlight on them, so it's easier. They're looking for them. It, it's not just a spotlight, though, right? Like the, the, the organization, it, it aims. It, 
It is not worth half a trillion dollars because it sells digital ads. I'm sorry. So understand that your use of the platform, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not advocating that you don't use the platform beyond beyond the considering what it, the implications are for yourself. I am very much saying that I, I believe I believe that the implications are such that that it shouldn't be used. Um, but what I'm getting at here is if if they were to say be GDPR compliant, right, like be certified while still trafficking in these privacy violations, what will that mean? Yeah, it will, it will mean some loss of trust in that certification process. And so these fines that are being levied are one thing. I think they're a good show of, hey, we mean it. We really mean business by GDPR. But the real rubber will meet the road if and when they issue that certificate. That's it for me. That's that's that 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 look, it's a hill that I'm I'm not I'm not willing to to, to, to back off of. Um, will I die in this hill? We'll see. Well it depends on who comes charging up and with what ammunition. But as I sit on this hill right now, I am raining hellfire down on those that that uh, that, that have anything but a but but a skeptical eye at what an organization such as that one that I just named, um, what it would mean for them to just receive a rubber stamped GDPR certification. Yeah. And as Einstein used to say, if you have good scientific knowledge, you should be able to explain it in five minutes to a five-year-old. He did. He is quoted as saying that. I, I, <laughs> can, I can I just beg, borrow, and steal that to the same thing? Like if, if Facebook is GDPR certified, that they should be able to explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'd love to see that. I will be the five-year-old. Go ahead and explain it to me, and I'm good. I will. I'm all in. Tell me about now, it. Now, what if you don't get it? Are you smarter than a five year old? Or is that a fifth grader? There's a sh- there's a high possibility that it's it's probable that I'm not. It depends on the five year old. <laughs> it certainly depends on the five year old. That's uh, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're def- geniuses. They can be. They they know things. They definitely know a lot of things I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know if those things are worth knowing, but they know things I don't know. That's fair. They they know all the dinosaur names. Some of them. Some of yeah. them. <laughs> Some of them. Yeah. Well, yes. this is great. So if uh is that your final statement? Is that your final wrap up so. about I that? Think yeah. That's my final statement. So, you know, as um as as an unplug goes, I think we should I think we should get some of the experts on and let's uh let's hash this one up. Yeah. Who, who do we wanna who do we wanna plug out of our our list that we've had on. That's, that's a, uh, that's a good question. I think for me, this one, this one really, this is one of those rubber beats the road. How does it happen in practice kind of things? I'd love for someone who spends a lot of time in, in, in certifying organizations, um, along the lines of other privacy and security practices. Uh, I don't know if we've had anyone on the show that meets that criteria, but I know we know people that meet that criteria. Um, yeah, so have them reach out to us, or there, listen, have those yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, listen, listen, you know who that is. So you want, or you are that person. Add yeah, us. add us. You, you got a guy. You got a guy. Let's, you know, girl, whatever you're, it is, you're the girl. You're the person. Yeah, come, come yeah. Let's let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's have that conversation. Cool. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Hey, you guys made it all the way to the end. Thanks for listening. Again, if this is your first time, we really appreciate the support and everyone that's always been around since the beginning. We love you guys. Keep supporting privacy, please. 
and we'll always have new content each and every week. Cameron Ivy, over and out. Thank you.